want to know about the goddamn vaccine. Elliot, please, no. Only your part. Only my part. Yeah, that's that's it. That's only so. I just Elliot, started recording. Elliot, please get rid of that. Thank you. No. Um, and now in. everybody's no. And now everybody's gonna be like, "Ooh, what was it? We'll never know." Right. Right. Okay. Insider okay. info. That's not what I was is trying to what? do. <laughs> nah. Nah. Apparently, Rod Serling wait, is the new wait, host wait, wait, of Inside wait. Edition. Before we even start the podcast. Uh-oh. We need to talk about the fucking Kevin. news. The Zodiac cipher oh. was solved. <laughs> the, we didn't the, talk like, about it last week. I totally the fucking terrified I totally forgot. look I gave Haley when she said we need to talk about the news. I was like, there's news? Yeah. Who emailed us now? Um, I mean, we haven't done an episode on the Zodiac yet, but... Yeah, um, but it's still something that we need to touch on. To be fair, did we talk about the Zodiac? I mean, not talk about it. Did we record when the Zodiac, like, happened? I think we record right before. Recorded what? right before. I, I'm grammar. Um, I'm saying I think we recorded, like, right before the Zodiac thing was announced, if I remember correctly. Did we? I don't remember. But I remember I seeing so. all of the information and being like, why haven't we talked about this yet? I but, could go back in my notes, not my notes, in my messages to you, but that would take easily like six years. Yeah. So, I mean, unless everybody wants to sit with me for the next six years. No, they And be like, no, you don't want to sit with me for the next? All right, fine. No. Whatever. So much for this like commune we were going to build together. Uh, Glad to but know anyway, that dream is dead. We're going to talk more about uh, Zodiac stuff when we actually do a Zodiac episode, but just so everybody knows and... And let in like if you didn't get the uh, the memo in the true crime community, the cipher was like fifty two years old, um, something like that. It was about, just about. I think it was it was in was the thirties or fifty. No, I think it was in the fifties. It definitely wasn't thirty, Haley, because that's like the nineties. That's like nineteen ninety. Fuck! I keep forgetting how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! And yeah, I am here to remind like you. Yeah, I think it was I think it was 50, which is gross. This is equally gross. But I'm trying to see if I can find that goddamn article I sent you now, but I send you too many I mean, things. You can search it anywhere. Because True, but I wanted to find the specific article because it was from like because so the person who solved it is I believe an Australian yeah. I say well, no, it, it was a group of like three people, an American, an Australian, and Yes, yes. Now Dutch? this makes sense. Maybe. I mean, I'm just I know we're going to get screamed at either way because apparently we We're doing we're doing that thing that they do on COVID. SNL that's like the second-hand news. Yes. The guy that like heard yes. the news from somebody else. So that, that's that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> that and the band with Kristen Wiig and Fred Armisen where we just are singing at the same time, not sure what the other person is going <laughs> to making shit up. Yes. Um I, I hate this. I clicked on a thing. So I clicked on the first thing that came up that said Zodiac. And I made a huge mistake because it's what to drink on this on Christmas Day. Astrologer reveals the tipple you should have based on your Zodiac, including Bailey's for, quote, calm Taurus. As a Taurus, I can tell you right now, I am not the fuck calm. I am is never that, calm. Is that from our messages to each other? Because I don't remember no, ever sending. No, I've moved on to Twitter because I definitely favorited. I did not favorite that article. I feel like I need to like put that out there. I did not know that existed, but I definitely favorited a Zodiac article. And 
I, I'm apparently like making a lie out of myself. So now I'm a liar out of myself. See, I'm not calm. I'm not calm. I'm not like, well. I'm not I'm calm. Not, oh, you sent it to me on December 11th. Um, there it is. I'm not going to dwell on this too much, but um, the Zodiac said in like one of his previous letters, like if you solve this cipher, you'll know who I am. Yes. But the cipher doesn't say who he is. Yeah. Who they are. We don't know I, if it's. I'm thinking that it was like, if he was like, you'll know who I am, then that's got to be like somebody who was prolific whether it was for crime or for other reasons back in what was that the like 70s Did that yeah happen? i think i uh w- when all of this news came out like every uh true crime news outlet basically was talking about it um i saw another article that was talking about a new suspect or i don't know how new the suspect is but it was a suspect that i hadn't heard from like previous documentaries and research and and all that right. stuff. Right. So, um maybe I don't I don't think the Zodiac case ever closed. I think it's always been open. Yep. So, um because it's so fascinating that like why and they're really just waiting for Ted Cruz to slip up at this point. Um, oh my god, that Ted Cruz uh, tweet. I'm mad at it. I'm, I'm mad so mad it. how funny it was. When somebody you hate makes the funniest fucking joke ever. I know, I shared that to our group because I was just like, fuck, I love this guy. I don't but love I this guy. <laughs> I love this joke. I hate this guy. And for those who didn't see it, Ted Cruz, this one I can actually find. Yeah. Um, so he quoted a tweet saying, genius, these code breakers just cracked the Zodiac Killer's infamous 340 cipher 51 years after it was first published. And Ted Cruz quotes that fucking tweet and goes, uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so perfect. He didn't have to say anything else. No. And oh, my God. Like, oh. Second best thing he has ever done on Twitter after favoriting that fucking porn tweet. <laughs> and no, he's done he's done like a couple of like Zodiac Killer tweets that just warm my heart so much. I have a It almost makes uh, you forget what a terrible human being he is. Yeah, I remember uh, I think uh, our friend Elisa went to a um some Republican state. <laughs> And she's got been me, to many i know she got me like a, a a ted cruz pin because i love the uh the conspiracy theory that he is the zodiac killer even though he wasn't even born when the zodiac killings were or he was a child yeah. when the zodiac killings were happening it's just the funniest conspiracy theory in the entire world i love it so much so she got me a ted cruz pin and i wrote like i wrote over his name i wrote zodiac and yes. I, like i gave him devil horns and blacked out his eyes so i love it <laughs> I which had is that on my, still accurate yes i had that on my bag for the longest time now it's on my my pin board next to me but um yeah i anytime he says something about him being the zodiac i'm like you're a piece of shit but like this is the funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> well it's like my father who is is not into true crime at all his thing so he saw the thing about zodiac killer like ted cruz blah 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 and he has a theory now that Ted Cruz is grandpa from the Munsters. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit too. <laughs> but I'm just like, I, he's like, I know it's not, but like, what if it was? And I'm like, Dad, you, it's too early for this. <laughs> I'm gonna start a new rumor that he's a hologram. Yeah, uh, he never actually. It would make existed. sense. It would make sense because I mean, holograms got, don't have feelings, and he clearly doesn't either. Yeah, I mean, he's got huh? the. <laughs> well, what was that John Mulaney quote? You have the backbone of a chocolate of a, eclair yes yes <laughs> yes 
and that is him yeah, straight him. up but anyway. so for those who don't know uh, because tangent after tangent so this is what the um cipher allegedly says and it was translated by australian software engineer sam blake american cryptographer david orinchak and belgian software engineer jarl van why am i so good with fucking names like spur of the moment i suck at names so but like that was chef's that was kiss that was seamless god damn it somebody's gonna come through and be like um it's actually david um which good i hope it is i hope david digs translated the zodiac killer wouldn't that be wild Uh, i love that man there's nothing he can't do but tangent again so allegedly it says quote i hope you are having lots of fun in trying to catch me that wasn't me on the tv show which brings up a point about me i am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise there's more but yeah paradise is p-a-r-a-d-i-c-e d-i-c-e and he and it's not even like a, oh they must have gotten it wrong no like he spells paradise with a c like many many times like, if anyone just... if anyone gets this reference uh you have to be my best friend but paradise is spelled that way is a character from a very little known broadway musical called brooklyn the musical and mm. i love that uh that cast album so much but paradise was like a big character in the show so i saw him spell that and i was like okay girl <laughs> get it he had a time machine and everything <laughs> um so he continues saying all the sooner because i now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise so they are afraid of death i am not because i know that my new life is life yeah, my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. I'm I'm thinking what? he wasn't yeah, I'm thinking he wasn't completely there like with it. I mean, clearly he wasn't. No. But this is just solidifying things. But yeah, and so for those who lived under a complete rock or went to the Ted Cruz School of Technology, the Zodiac Killer was he he was pretty prolific in the late 60s and he just i think he killed five people yes he, he, attempted, he stabbed or shot five people in northern california he attempted more than he actually killed yes many many more than he actually killed but still even after that he made these cryptograms and one of the he's 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 more famous for these cryptograms i would say than for the actual crimes he committed yeah there's like a just Jake because, movie right I think so. Is no. he in the movie? Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? Is it Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, mm, no, not Robert Downey Jr. Fucking are, Mark Ruffalo? Are you thinking... Oh. Who's in the Zodiac movie? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is not a Zodiac episode. We're just on a... It's Christmas very week. Long We're on tangent. a tangent. We're on a very long tangent. Ho, ho, ho. And I... What do you call me? Are you... Mm, you know who you are. <laughs> um i don't i i'm see i'm looking it up i'm Hold thinking on. Zodiac Crawler, when you said jake gyllenhaal and i was like i don't think so i think he oh, was like jake a gyllenhaal reporter. and mark ruffalo are in the zodiac movie from there it is and robert downey wait, jr yes i was about to me. say wait I a got fucking, the whole fucking guest oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Haley on netflix is now imdb it's also on crackle for free what and the fuck you, is a crackle <laughs> um it's like sony's what streaming service <laughs> You've seen how pale you are. Um, oh. Uh, um, 
whatever like fucking porcelain pot meat porcelain kettle like trust me it's not it's it it doesn't work but crackle is sony's like i guess you could call it a streaming service fuck but they got they got they got some movies on there and one of them is zodiac starring robert downey jr mark ruffalo and jake gyllenhaal (laughs) i'm so fucking good uh Again, this is not a Zodiac podcast. Uh, what are we talking in. about this Jesus week? Christ. All right. So I'm very sorry for this because we're going to go from a high to like a very, very, very low, low. Um, we're going to talk about Judith Farsi. It's not as low as it could have been. There was an episode slated for this week that was that a I, mega bummer. <laughs> that, that I Caitlin could not emotionally nixed. handle. Yeah. I, I, I So for those and... Maybe if I get to it next year, because this is what I've been doing for the past, I think, two years now, is I've been pushing it to the following December. I've it's not Jean Benet Ramsey. It's not Jean Benet Ramsey. Um, but I keep pushing it. If you can, if you can DM us and tell us correctly what episode this is, I will give you something. We'll give you something. We'll give him a pin. You want to give him a pin? Yeah. If anyone can correctly guess what episode it was supposed to be this week, just throw and something last out year. there. So yeah. it was supposed to be last December. Then I moved it to this December because I couldn't emotionally handle it. Then I moved it to next December because I still can't emotionally handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Which Spoiler alert. Funny. It takes it's, place in December. It's funny what a little bitch I am. That's what's funny about it. But nah, um, it's, it's and technically, I guess that's another clue. But um, yeah. So instead, we're going to talk about Judith Barcy and... A lot of you are probably scratching your little noggins, and maybe that could also be because of the fucking Zodiac killer-infused tangent we just went on for bordering 15 minutes. But Also, I told Caitlin before we started recording that I was going to look up what the case was, and because uh, she said I, didn't, I wasn't going to be able to tell what it was. You're not. So. Not until I get to the point. Fine, I won't look it up. Yeah, because she said she was going to look it up. And I was like, I will literally kill you. Like, you don't seem to understand. Like, I will come to your home in the cover of night. I will be your worst goddamn fucking nightmare. You're going to make my son an orphan? No, I'm going to take him too. (laughs) You're going to steal my baby? Michael said we can't have another cat. Mostly because our stupid Lisa says we can't have another cat. But I mean, if if we're... Who's checking? Who's checking? And also... It, it it worked out great for Katherine Heigl and Josh Dumel in that one movie. So like it'll be what? fine for us. I just when the watched... parents die and they get that baby. <laughs> I literally baby. just watched that movie yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even high. This is great. <sighs> I you oh. know what? I watched it because I'm sorry about this tangent. Uh, <laughs> I watched it because <laughs> I was looking for bridesmaids on HBO, and that came up like when you looked up like comedy or rom-com or whatever oh, because bridesmaids 27 dresses is also a movie about bridesmaids and katherine heigl is in 27 dresses so therefore it's going to pull up that katherine heigl it's, what is it life unexpected <laughs> life as we know it and life you know who know else it. is in that movie kumail Nanjiani. i do and, i do uh, melissa mccarthy yep there's like a couple of like what's his face um, i mean it's not a great movie but like it's by no means a great movie no. but i mean it's 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 got it's got josh dumel and he's like walking around in his tidy whities for part of it watching a baby walk i mean it's got character i mean that was in the trailer you could it's just got a watch plot. the trailer it's fine it's true it's true you wow. don't need hbo wow to watch it. what a tangent okay people hate us right we now. got we got two words in i want you to know we got two words in okay good and All it's right. literally the title of the episode 
Fantastic. Tell me what it's about so I can Google it. I really will. I will come there and just sit on you. I don't know what I'll do. Um, so Judith Eva Barcy was born, my notes say, on to June 6th. Um, Perfect. So that's where my mental state has been. Judith Eva Barcy was born on June 6th, 1978 in the San Fernando Valley in California. The Valley. And she was born to Hungarian immigrants Maria Benko, who was a former waitress, and Joseph Arizona Joe Barcy. He was called Arizona Joe because he lived in Arizona for a time. I don't make the rules. And he was a plumber. Mm -hmm. So both Maria and Joseph came to the United States after fleeing communist Hungary during the Soviet Union occupation in 1956. Mm -hmm. um, Joseph grew up in a much rougher like more industrial area than Maria. Um, and there he had what he would describe as a miserable childhood and would tell his friends that he was like, basically he had no mom or dad. And oh. culturally that was very stigmatizing because family values and like keeping families together was like a basic tenet of society in Hungary. So the yeah. fact that he had no parents was like very like black sheep. That's and then, pretty fucked up. Yeah. And then meanwhile, there's Maria who grew up in a in a like small like university town and like it was more rural and she had like a pretty stable family life in comparison. Um, but according to their friends, when they would argue, which as we'll get into was not infrequent um maria would use this against him and call him a bastard because That's she knew how much it got to him it, the whole thing is messy um so judith getting to the actual subject of this episode she was a sweet just like overall like really great kid wholesome kid um neighbors described her as quote adorable quite precocious blonde and blue-eyed end quote so big three all three she got him she has um, the three qualities yes. that someone would describe yes. being taken. Yes, exactly. She, she's did not, she light she's up not a room? taken. Oh, she probably did. Um, technically, yes, she did. Actually, now that you oh, say that, well. and those who know this know exactly what I mean. So, um, don't know what that was, but we're gonna move on. So she obviously, it's a weird episode. unsurprisingly, like I need, I need like a massive vacation Edible. and and that and that. <laughs> I don't smoke, but I'm about to start. Um, she spoke fluent Hungarian, no surprise, in addition to English, and she loved swimming. She loved her five cats and playing in her best friend's sprinkler and the Milton Bradley game Operation, um, which she was very bad at, but she loved it anyway. And her entire life, she had been just characteristically very small. Um, when she was born, she weighed just five pounds and 6.98 ounces, or for our non-US friends, 2.58456 kilograms. What? Please don't make me do that again. <laughs> okay. Um, it's very specific. Yeah. But like, that's tiny for a baby. It's, like, Yeah, that's small. I think I was six pounds. I was seven pounds and... I think four ounces just because my mother won't shut up about it. I was also born at 3.23 p.m. on a Saturday and my oh. mother went into the hospital and the forsythia was not in bloom and she came out of the hospital and the forsythia was in bloom. And yet, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> she brings yeah, the angel of death into the world. Little, yeah, small, small. 
But um, because she was so small, um, by the time she was 10, she was actually only three foot eight or for our non-US friends, about 1.1176 meters tall. And because of that height, she also she also it worked to her advantage because she could get roles playing like smaller yeah. or younger kids. Yeah. But um because she was so small, she received hormone injections from UCLA pretty regularly to help stimulate growth. Um, because they were like, Ooh, this isn't good. So it, it overall it was obviously like not a great thing that she had this but it made her like ideal for a child star like i kept thinking uh-huh. when i was learning about this particular situation was gary coleman and yeah like he he was a i believe he was he, he i don't think he was a little person i think he had um some other like a pituitary issue or something like yeah. that but i could totally be wrong um I'm not the president of the Gary Coleman fan club, um, especially because my brain likes to confuse Gary Coleman with Gary Cole, who if you know the two of them, you know that like I'm not well. Um, So I like it made sense that she that her that she would be considered like, oh, like she could be a child star. And that's exactly what her mother thought. And basically from the moment she popped out was like, I'm going to train her to be a child star. She's going to be a big Hollywood child star. And I'm going to teach her voice and posture and poise and all these other skills that child stars need, like how to basically be the only adult in a room and what to do when Harvey Weinstein asked you to come into his hotel room. Um, But despite the fact that many people were like, yo, this is a one in a million chance. As Miley Cyrus said in the critical classic critically acclaimed classic hannah montana well mama i'ma be that one and she was both of them were both of them were um yeah it all paid off when judith was discovered at an ice skating rink when she was five years old um she was just going around like doing her little dancey dance and the crew members that were part of a musical a, a musical shoot god willing no a commercial shoot were like oh like she'd work can we hire her to be in the commercial and her mom was like hell fucking yeah mm-hmm. and that's how her career began at five well, damn. yeah should it must be nice um so overall through like over the course of her career judith made 72 appearances in commercials um and this included for, like for jiff peanut butter for toys r us um Campbell's tomato soup, which actually involved so many takes that she apparently never ate tomato soup again. (laughs) Um, Like, which I thought was like, and that's the thing, like, there's a lot of little, like, fun facts about her in here, but it's just like, she was so, I mean, all children are, are wonderful, but she just like, she was so sweet and endearing. And it's just like little things like that. Like she sucked at operation, but she loved to play it, even though she did. Yeah. Or like she never ate fucking soup again because she had to do so many takes of her eating soup, which like, I feel you. I <laughs> yeah. feel you. But um, so in 1984, when Judith was six, she appeared in the TV movie Fatal Vision, which was based on a true story that would eerily have a bit of a significance later on. Mm-hmm. Um, she played Kimberly McDonald, a little girl who, along with her pregnant mother and younger sister, was murdered by her father, Jeffrey R. McDonald, at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, in 1970. And again, like, this is based on a true story, but also we're talking about a true story. Like, it's just, it's like true story inception. It's Here we too go. Much. It is too much. It's all too much. But 
By the time she was seven, Judith was earning over $100,000 a year, which would equate to, I know. (laughs) Yes. Fuck that kid. Uh Uh, Not not literally, no. Um, But that would equate to just under $244,350 today. I know. Why can't I be a child star? And I'm unemployed. Um, So the income allowed her and her family to move to a modest three-bedroom house on a quiet street in Canoga Park, California, Mm -hmm. which is like like in L.A. And she, while like in live in addition to living there, can I speak? I guess not. She also attended Nevada Avenue Elementary School. Okay. So, despite her success and despite the fact that she was able to get this idyllic set up for her family through her hard work that she was able to like get a house and that she was able to go to a nice school um her home uh, like her home life none of it like her life was far from idyllic Mm -hmm. and for one thing her father joseph was a heavy drinker who was also ashamed of his hungarian accent to the point like if he thought people like if he spoke and, and, like, you said something to me and I laughed about, like, fucking Ted Cruz as a Zodiac killer. He would get, like, blind rage pissed and try to kick our asses thinking that we were making fun of his accent. He was very insecure about his accent. That sucks. Yeah. If, if you're, if, I mean, you should be proud if you can speak two languages fluently. I mean, and I let's not be- forget he was a plumber and a like a relatively successful one at that. Like for a good and portion of the time, his family has success. Like his family is success, and for a good portion of the time, like Judith, like I said, was making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and he continued to work. Yeah, like he he wasn't making bank, but like he had things to be proud of. However, that's not to defend him because he's a shit human being, and part of that is because he ruled over his family with an iron fist and had a super bad temper that only got worse when he drank. Mm. Yay, we love that. So in December 1986, uh, Maria actually filed a police report against Joseph saying he choked her, hit her in the face, and threatened to kill her. Um, he had been, like, they were very happy in the beginning of their their marriage, but it just fucking devolved and it was very toxic and he was constantly like threatening her and harming her yeah um but the police found no visible injuries on maria and she ultimately said that she didn't want to press charges which is like totally like that's battered woman syndrome of course she's not going to do that Uh um it takes a lot of like fortitude and just courage to be willing to do that um not not at all like saying that she shouldn't have done it like yes like you need to get you and more importantly your child out of that situation but i can understand why um but after this like joseph's abuse just continued it did not stop it wasn't a wake-up call um he would threaten to slit judith and maria's throats and he would threaten to burn the house down i mean Um, at that point get the hell out yeah like that's so terrifying Oh, you're not alone there. Um, He also reportedly hit a telegram addressed to Maria that was telling her a close relative in Hungary had died because he didn't want her to leave the country with Judith. Mm. Um, Like, just very controlling. Um, So as her personal life continued to deteriorate, Judith's career was, meanwhile, taking the fuck off. Um, Not only did she prove to be a natural at voice acting, it quickly became a passion of hers. And... She just, she loved it so much that she was like, 
this is what I want to do when I grow up. Like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. This is what I want to do as an adult. Like, can you imagine finding, like, not just finding what you want to do? Because, like, every little kid, like, can decide what they want to do at a young age and then grow up to be it. But, like, to actually be doing it. Yeah. At that age. Um, So she was just super passionate about it. And especially she loved working with Don Bluth, who was the director and producer, or is, he's still alive, I believe, um, of a multitude of animated films that has sh- that have shaped your childhood and my childhood, and I'm sure pretty much everybody else's childhood. Yeah, it was like the alter Disney. It He was. He was yeah. literally like, you name it, he did it. Like, if it's not Disney, and I'll give some examples, because why the fuck not? We're yeah. here. Anastasia. Yep, exactly. Many people think that is Disney. It's not. It's Don Bluth. It's on Disney Plus, though. Is it really? It really is, because Disney, like, got the rights to, like, Fox movies or something like that. I don't remember what went down there, but... They're like, bitch is princess. We gotta have her. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> like, I will take that. Um, I also keep getting Etsy ads for the Together in Paris locket, for those who have seen it, and I'm, like, one targeted ad away from biting the bullet on that, baby. Um, have I Quarantine. ever been to Paris? No. Am I about done to... me dirty. <laughs> I am about to get matching lockets and send them to my grandma. Like, you think I'm kidding, but I'm not. And she'll probably, because she's definitely, like, saw it when I was a child many, many moons ago. So she'll just open and be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> um, so he also did The Secret of Nim, yep. An American Tale. Love Fievel. it, Fievel. We fucking love Fievel. <laughs> Thumbelina. Yeah. Um, Rockadoodle. Fucking, Balto? oh, I loved Rockadoodle. No. I thought Bal- no. Balto was Don Bluth. I mean, it might be, but I didn't see that in, in like, that wasn't one of the first ones to come up on IMDb. I'm but I will, I will, no, no, don't look it up because you're going to, oh, Kevin Bacon was Balto. Today was really? I learned he really was. Oh, oh no God, wonder I thought Balto was Jesus hot as a kid. Um, so he didn't write oh, it. Oh, no, it's Amblin. He didn't produce. A- a- Amblin? Amblin Entertainment? Sure. Why not? My point sure. is, he also did the movie for which judith is most well known you ready you're gonna have your answer i think i think i know you tell me is it land before time it's the land before time judith ducky, played yep, ducky yup 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 i should have said that when you said that god damn it i missed out on elliot elliot quick edit it out edit it so that i say yup 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 when I know what the movie is the land before time is it land Go before ahead, time fuck <laughs> One more time. One more time. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay, here we go. All right. Cut. I think I know what movie it is. Go ahead. Is it Land Before Time? Yep, yep, yep. Hey, we got it. (laughs) She played Ducky, for those who didn't get that reference. Um, So she loved Bluth. Like, she was like, I want to, like, just how she was like, I want to do voice acting for the rest of my life. She was like, I want to work with Don Bluth for the rest of my life. Like, mm. I want to only work with him. Like, she yeah. loved him. It'd be and the, the Tim Burton to, uh, what's his her name? Her Johnny Depp. What's yes. his name? Johnny Depp. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Um, hasn't he been disrespected enough this year? God damn it, Haley. Isn't um, he problematic? N- no. Have and I don't have time him? to explain this. We canceled him, but then we uncanceled him. I don't have time. I will explain I this don't to think you later. You can I'll explain this to you later. No, okay. I you can uncancel. I will explain this to you later. God, right. Have you ever, guys, have you ever dealt with just I swear to God. Um anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um that was a private conversation. It's an A B conversation. See your way out. I'm Thank C you. in this? <laughs> the audience is B? 
Oh, they always might be. Aren't we both A and then they're B? I need to die. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, But Bluth was in like the, like not a creepy way, in like a very paternal way, just as enamored with Judith as she was with him. This is before Um, it it could be creepy. And no, but it wasn't even, even if it was before it could be creepy. Like, it wasn't in a creepy way. Like, he, like, I have a quote about him, about her from him. He said she was, quote, absolutely astonishing. She understood verbal direction, even for the most sophisticated situations, end quote. Mm. And, like, he truly, there will be more on this later. Like, he truly just, like, loved her like a child, like, like yeah. a daughter. Um. So Judith's agent, Ruth Hansen, said that Judith was a bubbly, happy little girl. Quote, bubbly, happy little girl. But by 1987, her home life became so distressing that she began gaining weight. Um, And remember, like, she was little. Like, she had difficulty doing this. So she was clearly, like, in an emotional state of distress. But also she developed trichotillomania, which, according to the Mayo Clinic and Sydney Children's Hospital Network, for those who don't know, is a disorder that involves the recurrent and irresistible urge to twist, pull, or pluck out hair due to feelings such as anxiety, tension, stress, frustration, boredom, fatigue, loneliness, like the list goes on. And I'm sure she was experiencing, it is. And I'm sure she was experiencing a myriad of those emotions. Yeah, definitely. Um, so she began pulling out her eyelashes, like she ah. completely pulled out her eyelashes, ah, and no. also also her cat's whiskers. Oh, I know. I was like, leave the kitty out of this, no. but she's also a child. But like, can you imagine? Like, I I just oh god. So allegedly, Joseph at one point gave his daughter a nosebleed by throwing pots and pans at her face. <gasps> um, and Judith would tell her friends, quote, I'm afraid to go home. My daddy is miserable. My daddy is drunk every day. And I know he wants to kill my mother, end quote. Oh, my God. This is 1987. She is nine. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. But even when he quit drinking to appease his wife, I believe he did that in 85, 86. Um, Joseph was not any better. Um, mostly because he was like, well, I quit drinking, so you have to forgive every single thing I've ever done and act like I'm the perfect husband. And his wife was like, no, like, that's not how it works. Like, yes, you're an addict, you've, but you've done shit things. And just because like, there are addicts who don't do shit things. There are addicts who are able to control themselves better. And there are still like, you're still doing shit even after you have gotten clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was livid that like she did not just like immediately like fall back into his arms and be like, I'm going to forget the past like 10 years or whatever it was. Um, he also became a paranoid recluse. Um, mm-hmm. He even put up a fence, like a super fucking tall fence around the perimeter of the house. Um, he didn't like Judith being in the public eye or performing in any capacity, even though it brought her so much joy. Um, in fact, he didn't really like anything that brought Judith joy. Mm. Um, like once, for example, when Maria bought Judith a kite, Joseph allegedly tried to take it away from Judith. And this should be very telling. She immediately like shielded it away with her body and turned away and was crying, saying he was going to break it. Oh, so what does that indicate to you? Yeah, it's terrifying. So then he said he he became fucking livid 
and said that she was, quote, a just a spoiled brat and doesn't share her new toy, end quote, snatched it away and broke it into a million pieces. Hmm. Wonder why she was so reluctant. Yes. Yeah. Um, so according to the L.A. Times, a relative of the Barsies said that when Judith was leaving Los Angeles to go film Jaws for the Revenge in the Bahamas, Joseph pulled a knife on her and said, if you decide not to come back, I will cut your throat. Uh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, he later told her. So basically what happened was she went to the Bahamas. They went to New York to visit, I believe, her uncle. And then he called her uncle's house and he said to her over the phone, Remember what I quote, remember what I told you before you left, end quote, which left her absolutely terrorized and sobbing. And she like ran into one of the other rooms, like just inconsolable, terrified. She's just a baby. Yeah. And then they cut their visit short and they returned home soon after. So a friend and fellow plumber told the L.A. Times that Joseph, quote, told me 500 times he was going to kill his wife, end quote. And, quote, I'd try to calm him down. I'd tell him, if you kill her, what will happen to your little one? End quote, which was Joseph's pet name for his daughter, little one. Mm. Joseph chillingly replied, quote, I got to kill her, too. End quote. (gasps) Other neighbors claimed Joseph said he would kill himself and his daughter, leaving Maria alive, quote, to suffer. Jesus. Um, The abuse just going on in the Barcy home was reported to Los Angeles Social Services by both Maria and a psychologist that Hansen suggested Maria take her daughter to because it was getting like really bad. And we'll get into that in a minute Um, or not in a minute. It'll be more than a minute, but we'll get into it. Um, But after both Maria and the psychologist like submitted these reports to Child Protective Services, um, they closed the case after a month, allegedly at Maria's request Say, they they basically were like, she said that she was fine and that she had a plan and blah, blah, blah. And <sighs> then they did not follow up or act any further in any capacity. Right. Um, according to Hinson, however, it wasn't a case of Maria being like, I've got a plan, blah, blah, blah. Um, she said, quote, she said they weren't doing anything. So she said, I guess I'll have to handle it myself, end quote. Jesus. And there are, like, in, in this L.A. Times article, they actually interviewed, like, children, like child abuse advocates and things like that who were like, yeah, like, they shouldn't have, like, just taken the mother's word for it because the mother is not the client. The child is the client. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. And they also should have, like, basically, from what I gathered in this article, like, social services basically refused to acknowledge that they dropped the ball. And all of these activist groups were like, mm, no, you dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so though it took some time, um, Maria did exactly that. Like she did like decide to take it into her own, her own hands. Um, after refusing the neighbor's offers of help, um, one of them even offered to let Judith and Maria move in with them mm-hmm. and like st- stay with them while they got their shit together. Uh, Maria rented an apartment in Panorama City, California for herself and Judith in May 1988 And they would basically spend their days there at the apartment as, like, a refuge from Joseph. Yeah. And also to kind of, like, prepare, like, because, again, let's not forget Judith is a little girl. She's a child. So also Mm -hmm. kind of, like, to, like, get her, like, ease her into, like, okay, like, we're going to live here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get her used to the environment. 
Um, and then they would go home to Joseph at night so he wouldn't suspect anything. Wow. Yeah. So Hansen said that despite her encouragement to make that final break away from Joseph, Maria kept hesitating, stating in June that she wanted to stay for Judith's birthday, and then in July that she didn't want to lose her home or her belongings. Um, Eunice Daly, a neighbor of the Barcys, said of Maria's struggle to leave once and for all, quote, she really loved her home and the things that Judith's career had brought her. She didn't want to leave those things, end quote. So, like, mm. not great. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, you really like your, your Game Boy, but you, your child should come first. Yeah, death threats are not something to... Against uh, you and your child. Yeah. Like, he's throwing pots and pans at your child's face. He is putting a knife up to her throat. Like... Yeah, and if she's done it once, she can do it again. It's not like... Yeah! The money's gonna she's stop. She's making $100,000 really... a year, and her... Yeah. This is, like, again, like, this is happening after she has done The Land Before Time. The Land Before Time is not out yet, yeah. but it's after she has, like, recorded it, like, everything. Like, and it was only getting, like, it was, her career was only getting better. It was yeah. only getting bigger, um, which we'll also get into um, because, surprise, surprise, they would not have a chance to move into the apartment permanently, despite the fact that. Maria kept saying she was going to, and Judith's career was taking off. Yeah. So on July 25th, 1988, Judah missed an audition with Hanna-Barbera, which, again, is another huge cartoon production company. I believe uh -huh. they're defunct. Um, I believe both Hannah and Barbera have passed away. Um, but it was for an upcoming TV cartoon series that she was up for a role for. And because this was so out of character for her to miss an audition, um, Hansen called the house and asked, like, what happened? Like, where are they? Like, blah, blah, blah. And Joseph said he didn't know and that a big car had come and taken Maria and Judith down to San Diego. So, like, they got to be somewhere. Mm. However, Joseph knew exactly where his wife and daughter were. Um, because according to LAPD detective Sandra Palmer, either that morning or the night before... Joseph killed Maria in the hallway of their home and Judith in her bed, which was right by the pink television her father had allegedly given to her to apologize for pulling her hair in a fit of anger. Mm. He shot them both in the head with a .32 caliber pistol. Mm. During his call with Hanson, Joseph told her that he had decided to permanently move out of the house of his own accord and to make that break himself. Okay. Um, basically like that he understood it was a toxic situation, but that he just wanted to stay so that he could quote, say goodbye to his little girl, end quote. Again, uh -huh. he is saying this on the phone to Ruth Hansen while in the house where his wife and daughter's bodies are. Yeah. So on the morning of July 27th at about 8.30 a.m., Daly, the, the neighbor that I mentioned earlier, called the police when she heard a gunshot and, and saw smoke rising from the house. Uh, she later told the Associated Press, quote, my first thought as I ran in to call 911 was, he's done it. He's killed them and set a fire in the house, just like he said he would, end quote. Mm. And as it turned out, she was right. After living with the bodies of his wife and child for like one to two days, Joseph doused them with gasoline and set them on fire before going to the garage and shooting himself in the head. Jeez. Yeah. 
Maria was 48 years old and Joseph was 55 at the time of their deaths. And Judith had just turned 10 a little under two months prior. Mm. So although Joseph had been making these threats for years, nobody obviously knows for sure he's he's dead. Um, and he didn't keep like a diary or anything. Yeah. Um, what is what it is that made him finally like snap and follow through. Yeah. Um, Palmer hypothesized that he may have found out about the apartment that Maria had rented or that Judith was seeing a psychologist. Yeah. Both of those things sound like things that could have set him off. Yeah. Um, But others revealed that Joseph, who was angry with his wife's constant rebuffs after he had made a huge sacrifice of stopping drinking, um, he began having an affair with another woman and was spending extravagant amounts of money on her and bought her diamonds and jewelry right like i'm assuming that that's what it was because again he at this point he had become a recluse like he was very paranoid yeah and presumably i would think that would mean that he stopped working um yeah he also would not allow his wife to work um right before she like made it like judith made it really big they were actually on welfare because he refused to allow his wife to like leave the house and go work um but based on his conversations with neighbors and friends, it could have also been a situation with Joseph operated under the notion that if he couldn't have Judith, nobody could. Or that he wanted to kill himself and his wife, like primarily, like I hate my wife, yeah. so I'm going to kill her, kill myself so there's no consequences, but then couldn't bear the thought and the guilt of leaving Judith alone without parents. Because again, those those family values that are so culturally like that he that were instilled in him that were yeah. like oh like if you don't have a mom and a dad if you don't have that nuclear family like you're a pariah you'll be an outcast yeah yeah and he didn't want his daughter to have the childhood that he had yeah so he beat her bullshit, instead but yeah either way just like <sighs> not great i yeah. think we can agree like none of this is good no so Judith and Maria were buried in an unmarked grave at Forest Lawn Cemetery at Hollywood Hills, California on August 9th, 1988. I'll be honest, didn't bother to look up where the fuck Joseph is buried because I could not give less of a shit. Like they could have just like dumped his body in the incinerator and just left it. I would not care. Mm. Um, Lance Guest, who we know from Halloween 2, and he was also in Jaws for the Revenge. He played Judith's dad. Mm. He served as a pallbearer at Judith's funeral. Wow. Yeah. Um, as part of the eulogy for Judith, uh, child actor Tracy Gold, who was the star, she played Carol on The Growing Pains. Uh, on Growing Pains, not The Growing Pains. I'm not my grandmother. Um, sorry, Grandma, I love you. But she was the star of Growing Pains, and Judith had actually just filmed a guest starring role as a younger version of Tracy's character. As Again, she's, she's like 10. She yeah. had just played a four-year-old version of tracy's character oh again yeah um and that's season three episode 26 graduation day and that would actually be her final television appearance and so they dedicated it to judith like Mm. if you watch the end of the episode in the credits they do dedicate that episode to her yeah um but so tracy and her sisters missy and brandy read the edgar a guest poem child of mine which is short enough that i figured we could read it here Mm mm-hmm And it says, quote, I will lend you for a little time a child of mine, he said, for you to love the while he lives and mourn for when he's dead. It may be six or seven years or 22 or three, 
but I but will call you till I call him back. Take care of him for me. He'll bring his charms to gladden you, and should stay should his stay be brief, you'll have his lovely memories as solace for your grief. I cannot promise he will stay since all of from Earth return, but there are lessons taught down there I want this child to learn. I've looked the wide world over in search for teachers true, and from the throngs that crowd life's lanes I have selected you. Now will you give him all your love, nor think the labor vain, nor hate me when I come to take him home again? I fancied that I heard him say, them say, dear Lord, thy will be done, for all the joys thy child shall bring, and the, gr the risk of grief will run. We'll shelter him with tenderness, we'll love him while we may, and for the happiness we've known forever grateful stay, but should the angels call for him much sooner than we've planned, we'll brave the bitter grief that comes and try to understand, end quote. Wow. So, yeah, very lovely. And again, that's, again, a eulogy for a child actor by child actors. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about Missy and Brandy because um, I, I'll be honest, I was more focused on Tracy because that was more of a name that people were going to know. Mm -hmm. But she was about 19 there. Mm. Like, like she was pretty young herself and her sisters were younger, I believe. Um. So, yeah, the funeral was rough. And after a fan spearheaded a fundraiser um, on August 23rd, 2004, a marker was added to the plot that Maria and Judith shared, reading, quote, in memory of the lovely Judith Eva Barcy, 1978 to 1988, our concrete angel. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. And on January 28th, 2005, a second was added, reading Maria Agnes Barcy, 1940 to 1988, wind beneath J.E.B.'s wings. Yep, yep, yep. And J.E.B. stands for Judith Eva Barcy. Yeah. And the term concrete angel is a common reference towards victims of child abuse. Mm. Um, so nearly four months after the murders on November 18th, 1988, The Land Before Time premiered. It was originally actually supposed to be released in 1987, but the studio, which was located in Ireland, they were moving, and so they had to push the date back. Yeah. Um, so that means that Judith never got to see the film that she loved working on so much. Literally Aww. every interview, she was like, they, they would ask her, what's your favorite character you've played? And she was like, Ducky. Yeah. Um, so as I said earlier, Bluth directed and produced the film. Um, and it was executive produced by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. It has yeah, a I seven point. About that. I know, right? Heavy um, hitters. Yeah, I know. Like, damn. Like Disney, who? Um, but it has a seven point four out of ten on IMDb, a ninety percent Google score, and a seventy percent Tomato Meter rating, and seventy nine percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. With the critics' consensus being, quote. Beautifully animated and genuinely endearing, The Land Before Time is sure to please dino-obsessed tykes, even if it's a little too cutesy for older viewers, end quote. Which, like, I I don't know what makes you think this is, like, a cutesy no, film. No, it's dark as fuck. Little Fook's mom gets fucking murked by some snaggletooth T-Rex, like, in the middle of the movie. Like, but okay. Like... What? Yeah, horrifically, on par with, like, a Mufasa death. Yes, uh, yes, I would definitely say... Well, and also, funny you say that, because when I was, like, reading up on The Land Before Time, because I'll be honest, I watched it once when I was very little, and I remember promising myself, I was like, never again. <laughs> um, 
but did you watch the apparently there was a reference uh, no but we'll get to that no but we'll get to that no we'll get to that um the like there is some character that actually says to littlefoot something like the circle of life has begun in reference to like like or not literally in reference to but that is later like referenced obviously in the lion king i can hear bean yelling and i love him just let him know please i don't know if that'll be on here but yeah but he he knows i know so just please let him know he just woke up um oh i love him but the character of ducky has since been portrayed because again um judith only portrayed ducky once um in the first movie um so after that she was portrayed by heather hogan and aria noel curzon and that's in the subsequent, I think, 13 Land Before Time films. That sounds right. Um, from what I could see on IMDb, there are 14 in total, including the original. So, so yeah, the following 13 films. Yeah. Um, which is a lot more than I thought. I really did think that it, like, capped out at, like, six or eight. It, they, they, like, one just came out in, I want to say, like, 2016. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're not done. And, and Don Bluth has not been involved in a minute. Like... <laughs> Even he was like, all right, I think we're done here. But um, in 1989, a year and a half after Judith's murder, um, her final film, All Dogs Go to Heaven, was Love. released. Great movie. Another another Don Bluth classic. Um, it has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 93% Google score, and a 44% tomato meter rating and 63% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Love and it. Judith did all of the voice work for her character, Anne-Marie, which is the little girl. Yeah. Um. I I'm distracted because there's a bean on your shoulder, and I love him so much, and I it's just the want only to way he stays quiet. Him. I that's totally fine by me. Um. If you want to make this the bean show, like I'm more than willing. We'll lose all of our listeners probably, but I'm more than willing to make that transition. If it was a visual medium, yes. Yes. We should do next year. We should do a Yule log with just bean. Um, let's see if we for a quick second. Let's see if we can get some kitten ASMR. Oh yes, please. <gasps> all right now he's biting the pop filter so that's I, enough of that. <laughs> oh god i love him so much oh god um my oh god so judith did all of the voice work for Anne marie except for singing her character's song soon you'll come home mm-hmm. um which was performed by Lana Beeson. It was a duet. Um, But Lana Beeson performed that singing role, not because Judith could not sing, but because Judith... Now, remember when I told you that Hanson went to Maria and said, you need to take her to a psychologist for abuse and, like, all of that because Mm -hmm. she had a breakdown. This is where she had the breakdown, Um, She broke down during her audition for All Dogs Go to Heaven. She was supposed to sing the song Soon You'll Come Home. um, But because of her difficult home life, she completely broke down, like sobbing and could not even speak. Couldn't like was hyperventilating, couldn't speak. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Yeah. And so she got the part. But when it came to the song, the producers decided like or the filmmakers decided just like not to push her. Yeah, absolutely um but bluth who also co-wrote and directed this movie as i hit on before um he was absolutely gutted when judith was killed um and 
so much so that he based the mannerisms and some of the character design of Anne Marie on Judith as a way of honoring her memory and also coping with her death. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of immortalizing her. Um, furthermore, the end credit song of the movie love survives was dedicated to Judith as a final gift and farewell to her from the film's cast and crew. Oh, I know. Um, and for those who haven't seen it, what the fuck have you been doing? Um, but it's on Netflix and Amazon Prime Video if you want to watch it. Ooh, I didn't know it was on Netflix. I know. I'm excited. Also, fun fact. According to Billboard, T-Boz, a.k.a. Tion Watkins from TLC, was featured on Season 5, Episode 7 of Celebrity Haunting Series The Haunting Of in Ooh. 2016. Um, which I vaguely remember binging on Prime. I don't know if it's still on Prime, but I vaguely remember binging this on Prime. Um, because her home was haunted by Judith and Joseph Barcy. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, T-Boz said her family, I feel like Patrick Stewart when he's introducing Salt and Peppa on SNL. T-Boz, Salt and Peppa! Um, but T-Boz said that her family had multiple paranormal experiences with the Barsies, including their dog sliding across the room. Terrifying, but also cool. Yep. And her brother being woken up by a mysterious presence in the middle of the night. Uh, she said, quote, her dad was mad at what he did and he likes to mess with us, end quote. Ooh. So the house was later featured on the final three episodes of the first season of the Quibi, R.I.P. Quibi, series Murder House Flip which is produced by Josh Berman from CSI and is described on IMDb as being, quote, an unconventional home renovation show that takes on the country's most infamous homes, the ones known for the mysterious murders and incredible intrigue committed within their walls, end quote. I remember when people were talking about it, but I've never actually seen anything past, like... Not worth it. The initial... You watched it? I watched clips because I was not about to pay for Quibi when they're defunct. Um, But... Like, they're, again, they're, like, 10-minute spurts. That's the whole point of Quibi. It's, like, quick bits of media. Yeah, no um, wonder. It's trying to be Vine and also YouTube. Yes, but also... And also its own hosting. But also network. it all kind of, like, it, it kind of, like, launched in the middle of the pandemic, if I remember correctly. And that's Something not... Something like that. That's not... That's that's just... That's that's rough. That's, that's not going to work for anybody. Yeah. Um, very difficult to start any kind of business at this time but um so it was so it it was okay um it was a little like it it had like all of the like tlc like perkiness but then they're talking about these like grisly murders and i'm like all right i mean i like, kind of love that it, but it's like it i loved it but also it felt a little too disrespectful for my taste yeah like yeah there's a fine line yeah um but my my main qualm with this particular so it was over the course of three episodes and my one qualm with these three episodes was that they called it the joseph barcy house because oh. let's be fucking real he didn't buy that house with his own fucking money that's true that was a goddamn judith's house and judith is the victim here not fucking joseph barcy yeah it's pretty fucked up yep didn't love it um, but the show has a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb and a 47% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes, with the critics' consensus being, quote, 
Murder House Flip's renovations are decent, but lackluster hosts and an underwhelming commitment to its macabre premise make it a weak addition to the genre, end quote. Which sounds about right for a Quibi show. True. Unless we're talking about Chrissy's Court. Never forget. But the Bernal family, who now owns the house, say they didn't know about the murders when they bought it, but they felt a dark presence soon after moving in and experienced things like cold spots in various parts of the house, uh, footsteps in the hallway, and a garage. Ooh, I don't know what happened there. Um, a garage door opening by itself. Classic haunting stuff. Yep. Also, I found this... So, their daughter, Gabby... She was 10 years old when they first moved into the house. Already, right there. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. Because Judith was 10 when she was killed. But she had an imaginary friend growing up in the house. The family, again, did not know about the house's history when they purchased it. The imaginary friend was named Joseph. Creepy. Right? Like, I was like, all right, that's a little too, too much. No, no, no. But um, a synopsis for the first episode on IMDb says, quote, for the past 15 years, Gabby has slept in the same bedroom where this tragedy occurred and is desperate to rid the house of its dark energy, end quote. And the New York Post also noted that she suffered from nightmares because of the murders. Like, she, like I'm assuming that means, like, she, like, dreamed about the murders or, like, yeah, something terrifying. to that effect. Yeah, um, and also suffered from paranormal activity. Apparently, it was, like, the same thing that T-Boz, love T-Boz, that she described of, like, a presence being in the room when you're, they're trying to sleep. Yeah. So, naturally, this show solved this problem with amethyst crystals. Wow, okay. Yep, we're in California. But... Either way, at the end of the segment, Gabby said, quote, I felt bad energy here, and now it's dissipated, end quote. Sure. I. But, yeah. Um, that is the really fucking just tragic story of Judith Barcy. Um, really, this one was not fun for me to research like granted it's less gutting I mean, than the kids. one i was gonna do but kids i can't do kids kids yeah. are really tough and yet i always am like let's do kids um because yeah. i i am a sadist i guess um but yeah she just she had such like a bright future and it was so there were so many like underlying factors and i think that's what makes it so frustrating that like so the cops didn't do anything. Yeah, the cops didn't do anything. CPS didn't do anything. Her mother didn't do anything. Her agent didn't do any. Well, her agent tried to do things, and so did the psychologist. Like, I can understand their hands being a little more tied. Like, even the neighbors were trying to help and get them out. And yeah, it there's was only just so much of, you can do as, like, an agent or a manager or yeah. a neighbor. Like, well, and, and Judith Hansen is, like, a well-seasoned child um, talent agent. Like that that's where she specializes yeah um so i'm sure she's seen fucked up shit before probably nothing as fucked up as this but not to speak for her but just there there probably is only so much that you can do when you're in that situation but i mean at the end of the day maria like obviously maria was a victim but just as much as she was a victim she and not to victim blame, not anything, but 
to the point that she was saying she was more concerned about her possessions. Yeah. Didn't want to leave her possessions. And for a parent to say, like, oh, I don't want to leave because then we won't have as much money. Or I don't want to leave because our house won't be as big or we'll have to move into an apartment or I'll have to leave behind my my fucking i don't know my like four post I mean, bed she didn't say any of those things specifically so maybe that quote was taken out of context a little bit but true she did not say like it was it was um their neighbor daily who said that she said those things yeah um but she did like keep coming up with excuses not to leave and like, yeah, she got the apartment, but, like, they were basically living there if they were spending their days there and then only coming home at night. Yeah. But just very sad all around. And really the only, like, in my opinion, like, the the biggest victim here was Judith. Of course. Yeah. Like, and just it could have been prevented. It just... It must have been apparently like I don't know how accurate this was, but there was like a fan account that I came across for her on Instagram or something. And the National Enquirer, I could not find the article for the fucking life of me. But apparently like it was on the front page and it said that she warned one of her growing pain stars was like, my dad is trying to kill me. Ugh. and I mean, it was like right Enquirer, before she died but... i know it's the national Enquirer, but it also does not based on what she has said to other people on record that doesn't sound super far-fetched it was like one of those things that everybody knew that like neighbors and friends and things like yeah. that were like doing things like feeding her to like like because things were so unstable like they were just like oh come to our house for dinner yeah like just it's it's one of those ones it's just fucking and she had such a bright future and it's just one of those things where it's she she just she was on cheer she was on cagney and lacy like she she yeah. was going places she yeah. was on the growing pains the growing pains the growing pains but yeah, yeah. I, she would have been like a voice actress for the ages like for sure long 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 lists of like every animated movie you could possibly think of again there are what did i say 14 land before times yeah right and like yeah maybe she wouldn't have stuck around and i can't say i'd blame her if she did i also yeah she would be in like her 40s by the time like the last one came out i don't think well, she'd be able to do it but i think that's the case actually with um the what, the like current person playing ducky um, I don't think any of the, because I was looking it up as you were talking about it, I don't think any of the original Land Before Time cast, like, really stayed. Like, I don't think the Littlefoot no. is the same. Yeah. Well, the little that's the thing that I found so interesting was Littlefoot changes as you age, as the, as the kid actor ages. Yeah. But, like, the girls that played, like, um, Heather was little, was um, Ducky for a couple of, like, maybe, maybe two, three, four of the Land Before Time movies. Af- immediately after yeah. Judith's death. And then after that was, um, oh, for heaven's sakes. And I was so good at this before. Um, right right when I, I literally was just reading this. Where are you? Hello. This is what they mean when they say that we don't do enough research. Because I can't remember this girl's name because I'm, I'm broken. Sometimes um, you got to research in the episode. Aria. 
Aria, Aria. was her name. Love that. She name. she was in all the rest of them. Like she yeah. like literally like she has not yet been replaced. Damn. Yes. And so you can't tell me that like she was she's she's definitely hang on. I can actually ask you right now or I can't ask you, but I can ask um I can ask the 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 IMDb. The IMDb, the Google. Yeah, she was born in 1987. And even yeah. if even if she like again, the latest the latest land before time came out in 2016. So even even still that's that's pretty like what is she like 20 30 30 i guess like pushing yeah. 30 at that time but yeah i mean she i'm and i'm not saying that judith barcy would have done all 14 of them but still like she already had so many like great like roles under her belt like yeah. she was just like really starting to make a name for herself and it's just it's super it's it's very tragic it's very it's very difficult i'm i'm looking at her um her filmography now like she just she was in um the tracy ullman show she was on a couple episodes of that uh saint elsewhere yeah, with denzel washington for a 10 year old yeah. she was in like she has a long right she and 70 commercials yeah that's crazy and 70 commercials like the Twilight Zone, Knots Landing, Punky Brewster. Like yeah, these are big things back in the day. Yeah. So just very and again, I'm I'm actually looking at this right now too. Um, a 1988 episode of um, ABC After School Specials, which she I believe was in. Yes, um, with Ricky Lake, titled a family again it's season 17 episode two that was actually dedicated to her it aired she she it was one of her last roles but it wasn't the last thing that aired on tv um and that it, that was dedicated in memory of her mm. um and it's just damn like it's just it's really really sad you know yeah it's it's one of those ones. I hate the kid ones. I really do. I don't know why I keep doing them. And I know I say this every time. But like, damn it. It's just, it's really, it's really sad. It's really sad. I keep yeah. saying this. Please play us out. <laughs> All right. I'm, an, I'm a broken record at this point. We started, we started on a high and we ended on a real low. What did I say? Yeah. I warned you. You gave us a bummer this week. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it's true crime. It's never like that's true. An it's upper. never a fun. <sighs> we gotta do like a Florida Man episode or something. Like we gotta like yeah, that'd be. We fun. gotta do. We gotta do something silly. Like let's let's do some like. Oh, that's what we could do. We could do an episode for your um, for like your wedding or for something, um, like bachelorette party crimes. <laughs> yeah, we could do something fun like that. See, we involve you guys in the brainstorming process. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But in the meantime, um, we hope you all have a Merry Christmas or have had a Merry Happy holiday. Hanukkah. Yes. Uh, uh, and Hanukkah, whatever just winter ended. holiday you celebrate, what have a happy it one. It's Tuesday, so I think it's ended. I can't. I, I Yeah, Hanukkah's ended. I Yeah, and then Kwanzaa starts after Christmas. So happy Kwanzaa for those who celebrate. And if you don't celebrate anything or if you celebrate. Happy wintertime. 
Yeah, just literally like happy almost end of 2020. Like, let's get right? the fuck out of here. I mean, let's not pretend that like all of our problems are going to be solved in 2021, but let's make no. like, let's work towards a better future. <laughs> yes. And one of our biggest orangest problems is going to be solved on january 21st 2021 so i mean don't jinx it don't jinx it oh i know i know they need to like wrap that dude in a bubble (sighs) anyway uh the website is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com you can find all the links to our facebook instagram twitter and the patreon and um yeah join the patreon go on the the um social medias we asked a question at the beginning, and I don't remember. What I was, it was gonna say I was gonna I was gonna bring it up because I wasn't sure if you were gonna remember. Yeah, again, if you can fucking guess what I could oh, yeah. not bring myself to talk about today or last December, and probably won't be able to next December, please let me know, and we'll send you a pin. Yeah, we'll send you a pin, and it doesn't. And if we, it's not gonna be like mutually about exclusive. It, if we talked about it in the past couple weeks and we totally forgot, just then pretend. You just just pretend. <laughs> just pretend. Just yeah. pretend. Just humor us, please. We're so broken. Yeah, so my cat is very much awake now, so... uh, uh okay, let's do go. that, too. Let's put a picture of Bean on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets a picture of Bean. Even yeah. though if you follow my personal Instagram, uh, you've seen a couple pictures of the cat already. A Bean-sclusive, yeah. if you will. And I'm still debating whether I'm going to make like a Bean-specific Instagram. I said I wasn't going to, and now I'm one of those pet parents that only takes pictures of the cat. I've had him for just over a month, and I think I've taken 400 photos of him. So, I mean. My Google Photos (sighs) automatically classifies, like, human versus cat. Like, I didn't didn't make that happen. I just take that many photos. I took a, what did I send you this morning? A minute and a half video of Felix just swimming in his cat tree? Yep, I loved it. Yep, I loved every second of it. But yeah, yeah. that's who we love cats. What can I say? So that's that. Merry winter holiday. And we will see you next Tuesday. Hell yeah. Will it be 2021? It will not. But we'll see you after that. (laughs) Bye. See, I got there. It just took a minute.